Hesedim is a series of reflection, usually reflecting on an issue in the society in the light of the words of scripture. You're welcome to join us each time and to send your questions or comments by way of a voice note. Look forward to hearing you and speaking with you. The Genesis account of the life of Joseph ends with this statement of overall assessment. Joseph said to his brothers, do not be afraid. You meant what you did for evil, but God meant it for good, to save many lives. Joseph said this in response to he was referring to the cruelty that his brothers had done to him and the envy they had towards him. Despite what his brothers had done to him, and perhaps because of what his brothers had done to him, Joseph ended up in the position of Prime Minister of Egypt in charge of the distribution of grain in a time of international famine. This verdict passed by Joseph in accounting for his own situation and the outturn of his own life overall is offering a perspective on life itself and is offering a perspective not merely on our personal lives but on the fortunes of our national life and on the broad sweep of history. Can we come to an approach to the world affairs to say that what people mean for evil, God causes to work out for good and causes this so that lives will be saved? It is worthwhile to read the story of Joseph from Genesis 37 to 50 to develop our own convictions so that we come to believe in the sovereign goodness of God. Joseph is one of the 12 sons born to Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel. His story begins when he was 17 years old. He's his father's favorite son. And because of this, his father mm -hmm. gave him an, orna an ornate multicolored robe. Joseph has dreams about his superior achievements of his lives of his life but and because of which his father and mother and his brothers would come to bow down to him the dreams and the robe caused the worst sibling rivalry among the brothers so his brothers took the first opportunity they had to get rid of joseph they put him in an empty cistern and then sold him to some passing Ishmaelites on their way to Egypt for 20 pieces of silver. They concocted a story to tell their father that Joseph was killed by a ferocious wild animals. The Ishmaelites sold 
Joseph to an Egyptian businessman named Potiphar. While Joseph worked for Potiphar's, they prospered. However, Mrs. Potiphar decided to try to seduce Joseph. When she did not succeed because Joseph refused her, she told a lie on Joseph, which caused her husband to put Joseph in prison. In prison, Joseph met two former employees of Pharaoh, a cupbearer and a baker, to whom Joseph showed kindness by interpreting their dreams. After the baker got out of prison, two years passed. Eventually, Pharaoh had a dream that he could not interpret. The baker then remembered Joseph and told Pharaoh about him. Pharaoh released Joseph from prison in order for Joseph to interpret Pharaoh's dream. Joseph told Pharaoh that the meaning of his dream was that there would be seven years of famine on the land after seven years of plenty. Joseph advised Pharaoh to appoint a shrewd person to manage the plenty for the time of famine. Pharaoh appointed Joseph to the position. In time, ten of Joseph's, Joseph's brothers were sent by their father to Egypt to buy grain because of the famine that also affected the land of Canaan where they were living. In Egypt, the brothers met Joseph but did not recognize him. After a second visit, Joseph, having masterminded the intrigue to get his youngest brother to be brought to Egypt, revealed his identity to his brothers with the words, Do not be afraid. You meant what you did for evil, but God meant it for good for the saving of many lives. Here are some lessons from the story of Joseph. The first is that goodness of God comes at the end of periods of setback and paradoxes in life. It comes together, but it often takes time. To see what God is doing in all the hard places and struggles that life brings our way does not happen in a hurry. It takes time. Often it takes a lifetime. It takes time because the passage of time will not easily, without, sorry, without the passage of time, we will not easily figure out what is going on. And it takes time because God is concerned with the bigger picture, not just our story, but also other people's story. In the story of Joseph, his story had also to do with the story of the imprisoned baker. It had to do with the story of the people of Canaan, where his family lived. And it had to do with the story of the people of Egypt, to which he had been sold, and of which he became the executive head. Goodness is a shared experience. It is a community property. Goodness is goodness for others' sake. This did not come together while Joseph was still a teenager or young adult. It did not come together the moment he met the baker while he was in prison. He had to spend another two years in prison. 
he had to wait for seven years of plenty to be succeeded by seven years of famine in order for things to come together because it takes time for things to come together it requires patience on our part not to become cynical or bitter or to embody the cruelty with which we have been treated the second thing that we learn from the life of joseph is that goodness is not merely a station to which we arrive it is a manner of traveling one would have thought that after all that joseph had suffered and gone through that he would have become hardened and cynical and cruel after all it was his own brothers who stood to benefit from his giftedness and who in the end did in fact come to benefit from his giftedness that out of envy had treated him cruelly it was in egypt that out of personal discipline gratitude and faithfulness he indicated that he could not respond to the kindness and faith with which mr potiphar had treated him by taking advantage of his wife even though his wife wanted him to do so having been put in prison because of someone else's lies he still showed kindness to his fellow inmates by using his gifts to help them when finally he saw his brothers who had mistreated him and whose treachery brought him to egypt he did not choose to remember their cruelty and savagery towards him but he took the opportunity to affirm them and to forgive them and to treat them with kindness and affection there are many of us who want goodness who have the hashtag for goodness and blessing but we do not seek the opportunities and take the opportunity to take to show kindness and goodness to others the goodness we see in joseph's life is climaxed in the overall verdict on his life this is a time for us to renew our faith in goodness by how we live and how we treat people often the bitterness and cynicism that we spout and rehearse are what come to characterize our reality as a kind of self-fulfilling prophecy we must have the imagination for goodness so that we can recognize it in the tapestry of life seven years of famine is cruel but look at the lovely picture of the brothers dwelling together in unity in Fierro's palace because of the goodness and the kindness of joseph it is up to us to take that goodness and make it our own thirdly this matter of good coming out of evil and the story of joseph begs the question of whether or not this is for everyone or this is an exception it also raises the question as to whether or not it is merely an episode or it is anything lasting still further it raises the question whether or not only individuals can claim this or whether it is true of nations or of institutions in the broad sweep of history the story 
as it is told in the Bible, is offering a faith perspective on life. It is suggesting that in the arc of life's story, there is a bend towards goodness. And we would be well served if we approach our lives with this perspective in mind. This means that we do not have to settle every score or get back on everyone who tries to injure us on the path of life. Because goodwill, good will come in the long run. God will bring good to us. Also, this story of Joseph is part of the story of how Israel became a nation. Israel went to live in Goshen on the outskirts of Egypt and was subject to the enslavement by the Egyptian. After a period of more than four centuries, there emerged amongst them a national consciousness. The idea that they could become their own fledgling people rather than remaining a footnote on other people's stories. The period of enslavement and oppression forged and fashioned a will for liberation and redemption and a determination to write their own story as a people. Joseph's story was emblematic of Israel's story. What Pharaoh meant for evil, God used for good. Without that period of enslavement and struggle in the wilderness, Israel had little appreciation for a need for a peoplehood and a sense of national self-government. We have seen this over and over again among our own people who live in the diaspora. It is now that they are in exile that they value their national identity and their homegrown culture much more. Things they took for granted while they were living in Jamaica, they now value as precious. They are the people who love this country most dearly. So it is with the bitterness of struggle and a lot of misery and oppression. They teach us things. What the story of Joseph introduces us to and it becomes clearer in the rest of the story, is that we are dealing with the God of the victims. <clears throat> when others are unfair and cruel to us, God does not abandon us to the cisterns or the caravans. God travels with us and makes a way for us. God takes the side of the poor, of the wretched of the earth, of the people of the soil. This is the story of Israel, how God heard their cry and came to their aid and redeemed them with a mighty outstretched arm. The claim of goodness coming out of evil is not a pious philosophical platitude. It is a worldview. It is the pledge of an activist. It is the moral imperative to fight on. It is a command for us to seek goodness on the stage of history, not merely for the down and outers, but for the people on the margins, on whose throat the boots of empire is resting. It is that God can turn the death of George Floyd into a movement and a creative of a legislative ethos 
and future reality in which human beings will never again be treated this way by those who act in the name of the state. It is an inspiration for us so that when evil comes our way, we will not surrender. We will not repay it with in kind, but we will patiently and actively pursue God's good on our own behalf, on the behalf of our community, and on the behalf of our country, and all those who have been unfairly treated. They mean meant they mean it for evil, but God means it for good. Amen.